Cities rarely get a chance to start from scratch. Most of the global powerhouses have existed for centuries and have had to adapt to advancements in society and technology. So what can we learn from experimental cities that pop up with a plan in mind to change how we operate our urban environments? You're listening to Tall Stories, a Monocle production brought to you by the team behind The Urbanist. I'm Carlotta Rebello. In this episode, Tomás Pinheiro takes us to Oroville in India's Tamil Nadu state to discover the lessons that this so-called laboratory for humanity holds. Charte d'Oroville. Oroville n'appartient à personne en particulier. Oroville appartient à toute l'humanité. A short rickshaw ride from Pondicherry, but far removed from India's chaotic frenzy, is Aroville, the dream city of the late Miha Alfasa, a French guru known as the Mother. Her vision was a city based on the principles of universal unity that could serve as a laboratory for the future of living. Inaugurated in 1968, Aroville was intended for 50,000 residents, but has just over 3,000, spanning 60 nationalities. The vast majority are Indians, followed by French and Germans. Master planning was by French architect Roger Angers. He made it after a galaxy, with a green belt surrounding its four zones, cultural, international, residential and industrial. At the center of everything is the Matramandir, a five-story tall golden sphere that rises from manicured gardens. Apart from birds chirping and the gentle tinkling of giant wind chimes, there's absolute silence. The entire complex is a space for quiet, individual contemplation. It's against the rules to perform religious rituals. Aroville centers on spirituality, not religion. Reached by cinematic ramps in its interior is a large ivory-white concentration room, with a crystal globe hit by a single ray of light. There are 12 smaller rooms on the base each with a different color, representing values like gratitude, progress, and aspiration. Though sitting in lush woodland today, the city was built on what was once a barren plateau. Ecological restoration started in the early 70s. Since then, over two million trees have been planted. Scattered along the network of red earth roads that cut through the greenery, there are more architectural wonders, like modernist residential blocks, brutalist art centers, and school buildings made of earth. Everywhere, architecture embodies the city's sustainable and communal values. Aside from a few shops and the visitor center, commerce is noticeably absent. That allows for more time at the elegant multilingual library, to practice yoga at Verite Community's Brutus and Pavilion, or to join silent meditation sessions at the Hall of Peace, surrounded by original Nakashima furniture. There's also work. Residents follow the principles of selfless service, and there's an overall emphasis on being productive and contributing to the city's development. Aroville sustains itself through government funding, international aid, and revenue from its own industries. Varying from craftsmanship to architectural consultancy and renewable energies, business units contribute a third of their profit to the city. Yet, bureaucracy tends to slow down new initiatives, driving entrepreneurs to operate on the city's outskirts. Instead of salaries, Arovillians receive a monthly maintenance fee, which revolves around $200, enough for a minimalist lifestyle. The fee goes to a narrow card, which is used to pay for things inside the city. Aroville is a cashless economy. The city takes care of the basic needs of the residents, like housing, education and health. Schooling is a hybrid of traditional and more progressive methods, such as the so-called democratic education, where kids take ownership of their learning. 
The goal is to surpass the need for schools altogether and use the city as a vast campus of unending learning. Governance has changed with time and is now a combination of a group of advisors, the Auroville Foundation and Aurovillians themselves, who hold regular assemblies to decide on day-to-day -day affairs. The foundation, however, has been causing discontentment, partly for attracting an increasing number of day-trippers to generate revenue in a model similar to a Disney park. More concerning are the tendencies of its members, who are assigned by India's central government to align with the nationalistic views of Prime Minister Modi. Contrary to the city's founding principles, they hold the authority to cancel the visas of outspoken Aravillians at any time. Despite problems, Aravill's population is slowly but steadily growing, with around 100 newcomers applying to become Aravillians every year. They come from all over the world, and for various reasons professional burnouts, sustainable principles, pursuing mindfulness, and some even for believing in a dream that's still in the making. Tall Stories is a monocle production from the team behind The Urbanist. This episode was written by Tomás Pinheiro and produced and edited by David Stevens. And make sure to subscribe to the podcast to receive new episodes every week. I'm Carlotta Rebello. Goodbye and thank you for listening, City Lovers. Mm -hmm.